You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Boy, I'll tell you, Hoffman's had a great start to this year, personally for you. Because think about it. Think about how good things have been for Pete. With two games into the season, Alonzo MVP candidate. Well, he's only pounded out 10 home runs and how many ever RBIs he has now because he drove in four in this game against the Giants. So he's got 23 RBIs and 10 home runs and he's playing great defense. So your MVP argument off to a tremendous start. Lucchese, Lucchese, Lucchese. He gets the call. Boom. First starting pitcher to pitch seven innings. Here's the other thing. The cherry on top of Pete. In the one game the Mets have lost on the West Coast trip, the guy he wanted to sign during the offseason, J.D. Martinez, essentially drives in every run. You should play the lottery this week, Pete. No, 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 no. I just, I am, I'm so locked into baseball. I know I, all I'm accused of is hot takes uh, with with Tiki and Tierney, but I just uh, know baseball better than some other people. That's all it comes down to. He knows yes, ball, bro. That's let's it, man. Freaking go. He knows ball, but you're off to a great start. Your predictions are flying right now. And it. even and listen, and really, the Alonzo case was more not about his bat, but more about his defense. And again, even today, you see he's able to make these throws to first base that he pulls him off the bag. He's still able to get the run around at first because he gets the tag in. It's like everything is going right for Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo has now hit 10 home runs so far this season. So Pete Alonzo has now hit. 156 home runs in his short career in 551 games. He is going to be the all-time Met home run leader at some point, not this year, of course, though the pace he's on. He may hit 70. Nah, I'm not there yet with that. We'll have other discussions on where he can go with that and also how exciting that would be because we do live in a world in which last year a guy hit over 60. Uh, hitting over 60 is no longer any kind of record. It's not a National League record for sure. It used to be an American League record. So, uh, look, I'd love to see Pete hit 65 home runs because that means the Mets are having a great year and he's having a great year. I wonder if there's any meaning to it anymore. I I don't know if there is. But here's what I was meaning. Pete Alonso has hit 156 home runs. He is now fifth on the all-time list for home runs by a Met. Meanwhile, he's only been here since 2019. But take a listen to this, just to get a perspective on how great this guy has been. The guy who's number four on the list is Howard Johnson. Howard Johnson had 192 career home runs. So that's about 36 that Pete is away from Howard Johnson. Howard Johnson has played in double the amount of games as Pete Alonso did. 1,154 games. Pete's played in 551. The guy ahead of Hojo is Mike Piazza, who had 220 home runs in 972 games. 
Then you have David Wright, 242 in 1,585 games. And Daryl Strawberry, who, of course, is the all-time Met King, 252 home runs in 1,109 games. Those numbers may not make sense. Let me put this in perspective. I did some math. Home runs per plate appearances. I always hear home runs per at-bat. That means less to me. Uh, It's home runs per plate appearance because, yeah, you may draw a walk or you may get hit by a pitch, but it's the amount of times you come to the plate and how often you're hitting a home run. So let's compare Pete where he's at to those other guys. Howard Johnson would hit a home run every 24 plate appearances. Mike Piazza would hit a home run once every 17 plate appearances. David Wright would hit a home run once every 28 plate appearances. And the King Darrell Strawberry was once every 18 plate appearances. Pete Alonzo is a home run every 15 plate appearances. Well ahead of Straw, well ahead of Piazza, and obviously ahead of David Wright and Howard Johnson. He is already, without question, the greatest slugger this franchise has ever had. I'd put him ahead of everybody. I know he hasn't hit the most home runs, barring him leaving as a free agent, barring catastrophic injury. So I knock on wood with those two things. Pete Alonso is going to own the home run record, and then he's going to assault it. And what he's doing this season is incredible because you notice a big difference with Pete. He's laying off pitches that a year ago he would swing right through. He is becoming an even more dangerous hitter. And this Met offense is clicking right now. It's clicking. And that's without Starling Marte. That's without Alvarez hitting or even Beatty hitting at this point. But last two games against San Francisco, 16 runs in two games. Big part of it's Brandon Nemo, who just doesn't make out. (laughs) He's getting a hit. He's getting three hits every single game. But you're seeing Jeff McNeil get hot. You're seeing contributions all over the place. And a lineup that people would bitch about is really starting to come its own. It's scoring a lot of runs. I mean, just look at the numbers. We have a sample size now of 21 games. They're averaging over, or I think right around five runs a game, which is the goal. You get five runs a game, that's a freaking big-time offense. So it's working. And I don't even think everything has come together yet, especially from the youngins. And it's working. This team is scoring runs. So just one thing about Alonzo, and I, we talked about this a little bit when we were at the uh, at the uh, Rico Brony made the appearance at the Mets game last week. Pete Alonzo, I think, is now turned into the best O2 hitter on the Mets since David Wright in his prime. We we've had that discussion. He looks phenomenal. He gets two strikes on him, and he really buckles down, which has made his at bats that much better. And also, you're right. The fact that Alvarez and Beatty haven't clicked. There's no pressure on them right now, and they haven't clicked yet, but they have time to figure it out. That is huge. This is what we've been begging for is bring these guys up, let them play in spots where it doesn't mean a thing. They can go over four, and they still win games. Yeah, no doubt. That was our fear was that they would have to come up as heroes. Alvarez has been a platoon player. I don't think Beatty is going to be a platoon player. I know that him not starting – the opener of the series against the Giants, against Manaya certainly raises some red flags. The Mets have also faced an odd amount of lefties so far this season, and there's going to be a few more. Max Fried will face them when they take on the Braves next weekend, so you're going to mix in a few other lefties. But I have more confidence that Beatty's going to most of the time 
play every single day. They do have this roster issue they have to deal with, and that involves Max Scherzer. And we'll address the Max Scherzer thing in a few minutes. But as far as the roster thing is concerned, they're playing short. And, and that's a tough thing to do to play 25 men deep because you're not getting, in general, a lot of innings out of your starting pitching. And you don't even have five starters on the roster. But when a guy is suspended, one of the things that really hurts the team more than the individual is that he's on the roster. So I know Joel Sherman wrote about it the other day, and I don't think it'll happen, but he speculated about would the Mets send down a position player and actually go with a three-man bench just so they can get that extra pitcher. I think the Mets could hide it until Scherzer comes back. Remember, Max, let's assume he makes that start when he's eligible, which would be the finale against the Atlanta Braves. So you've got three against Atlanta before Max would make the start in the fourth, three against Washington, two more against the Giants. You've got eight games. You do have an off day on Monday. Are you able to get through that week of games without being so desperate for a pitcher that you got to send a position player down? Because there's only two position players you can send down. Besides I-Yelling Marte, which sounds like it's not going to happen. Though, I tell you, if you're in that much of a crunch for a pitcher, I-Yelling Marte may not be the worst thing in the world. Because it allows you to do two things. Number one, it gets you the extra pitcher. And two, it allows you to recall Budo if you want him to start next week. Because otherwise, he has to wait the full 10 days. If you put a guy on the injured list, you're able to have that rule waived as long as he's replacing the guy who was hurt. Uh, so they didn't do that with Carlos Carrasco because they didn't recall him with that. So you could do that with Marte. So besides I-Yelling Marte, there's only two position players with options, Brett Beatty and Luis Guillorme. Obviously, you don't want to send either guy down, but if you were in such a crunch where you needed another arm, those are the only two options. I don't think the Mets should have to do that. I really don't because you got guys in this bullpen who you could option down to get a fresh arm. This you set that still hasn't even pitched and he's sitting there in this bullpen. They optioned John Curtis that made room for Joey Lucchese. So they've already kind of been creative in doing that. I, I would not like having a three man bench and obviously Luis Guillorme or Brett Beatty. Ideally you don't want down for 10 days because both of those guys play a lot. Let's face it, both those guys are in the lineup a lot. We've seen Luis Guillorme in the lineup a bunch over the last week. So I hope the Mets will be able to avoid that roster-wise while they wait out the Scherzer thing. Now let's get to the Scherzer thing. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, quite frankly, on the Rico, I don't give a crap about his legacy. I don't give a crap about was he cheating or not. Here's what we care about. We care about him pitching for the New York Mets. That's all we care about. So if you want to hear that discussion, you can listen to the fan. We've all had it. We're not doing that crap here. What we're doing here is... When the hell is Max Scherzer coming back? Was it smart for him to take this suspension? I'll start here, Pete. I'm glad he took the suspension. I am. Because if he fights this, 
First of all, you're fighting something you're going to lose. You're not getting it overturned. So then if you know that, which Max knows, everybody knows it was never getting overturned. It's all about how does it benefit the Mets? When can this and when should this suspension start to benefit the team? Right away. Right away. It's a 10-game suspension. He's a starting pitcher. If you start using day one, day two, day three, day four, right out the gate, those are days he wouldn't pitch anyway. So you can maneuver this where he really only misses like a start and gets pushed back a few days. Plus, assuming he's ready to go and he better be, why are, why are you here, bro? His start back is against Atlanta. And of course that matters. Like, uh, yeah, divisional games matter more. You're good. You want your best starters pitching in those games. You only have 13 games against the Atlanta Braves. So I, I don't know the other side to this. To me, it's very easy. Max Scherzer and the Mets made the absolute right decision, not fighting this thing because it's best for the Mets for Max Scherzer to serve it immediately for the reasons I laid out. Yeah. Listen, I, I won't, lie to you i think it's i'm happy that he took it too the only thing i could think of is that he went so hard and went so adamant about the fact that he you know didn't do anything wrong listen i look at the domingo herman thing and look at umpires who talked about rosin who talked about it and laughed about it and said yo he washed it off but didn't wash up well blah 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 so i guess for that if if he did things right and for his legacy, and he thinks he's going to be ruined over the rosin and, and and being caught being a cheater. Yeah, I guess I understand it, but I needed this to happen too. And I'll tell you why. I'm still very, very concerned about who Max Scherzer currently is. In six starts, it has not been smooth. It's been rough starts. It's been it's been battles. It's been not going deep. I know that the last game he pitched three of no giving up, not giving up any runs. But it's not like it was smooth. First inning, he gave up. It was base loaded again. So it, it was another rough goal of it. I'm almost happy. Give the guy a mental break and find it freaking out. So when he comes back in Atlanta, he better be freaking perfect. He better be going seven innings deep. Yeah, look, we want dominant Max Scherzer. I mean, there's no question about it. We haven't seen that guy in a while. The last time we saw dominant Max Scherzer was late last year in the game against Milwaukee. Remember, he also had this start against the Dodgers pushed back by a couple of days because of the back issue. So it can't hurt to even have that rest for the back. Max could tell us it's all fine. It's all fine and dandy, but there was a back issue. So giving him that 10-day respite is not the worst thing in the world. The thing that's annoying about it is the roster situation I laid out. It's not the fact they don't have him for 10 days, that he's missing a start. I know it's a bad time to miss him because of how down the Mets are in their rotation. But I think the biggest negative to this whole thing is the roster situation being annoying. I think that, yeah, if you think you're innocent in something and you're going to scream and yell, you're going to fight it to the end. But I think at times you need to be smart. Max Scherzer was guilty, okay? If, if Dan Bellino is saying that's the stickiest hand I've ever seen, I don't think he's lying. He had a very sticky hand. That doesn't mean he was doing it on purpose necessarily. His spin rates weren't affected in some kind of big degree. So, and that's important. The more I've thought about this issue, spin rates matter because the whole reason for the ban on sticky stuff was because they don't want spin rates getting out of whack like it used to. They don't want as many swing and misses because balls are moving in a way that they shouldn't move. If spin rates are not going up, 
in a given start. I think Max should have been thrown out. I, I do have to admit that. If Dan Bellino is touching his hand and it's sticky as F in inning after he told him, go wash it, he's got to do it. Uh, so I will defend the umpires. I, I think one of the easy things I've heard, I know Jim Rome did a sports minute on it. I just want to, I want to ask him nicely, please never talk about baseball. Just talk about anything else. Just, you don't know anything about baseball, but this, and he's not the only one who would say, Oh, it's the ump show. It's the ump show. The umps want attention. Is it really that? Or did Dan Polino touch Max Scherzer's hand and say, dude, I just told you to wash it off. It's sticky as F. So I get throwing them out. But what I would say is now when we're talking about suspensions, we should look at spin rates. If we see that there's no discernible difference, and the whole point of this rule is to keep guys from creating this weird spin to their baseball that's not natural, and you see that it's not there, then just find the guy and move on. That, that That's the way I look at it because Max did not have a great addition to his spin by using this stuff. That's why I'm not overly concerned about this notion of, well, what is he without the sticky stuff? It's not as if his ball was spinning at some kind of crazy rate. So I don't think he's necessarily relying on it for that, but I think he needs to be smart because Craig and I called Major League Baseball to ask a very important question. And it's a question, Met fans, you may not have thought about, but we should think about. What if this happened again? Right? What if Max Scherzer in the middle of July, dare I say, gets caught with the umpire saying, your hand's too sticky, I'm throwing you out. It's an automatic 10-game suspension. So what I wanted to know, so I said, Craig, call Major League Baseball. What happens if you get caught again? They did not give me a specific number, but they did say it's more serious. So that leads me to think it's more than a 10-game suspension. That would worry me because even if you don't think Max Scherzer's purposely using sticky stuff to add a spin to his baseball, if it's a hot summer day and his hands turn out to be extra sticky for whatever reason and he gets thrown out of the game, that could lead to a more serious issue. So I hope Max is smart because I don't think he acted smart with this whole thing. You know, He says, I'm not an idiot. I knew they were going to test me. Well, then don't have your hand washed with alcohol and more of that crap, more rosin to where your hand is. You don't know your hand is sticky. You don't know your hand is like freaking Elmer's glue. You can't feel that. You don't think it's possible that the umpires, especially an umpire who's thrown out everybody who's been involved with this. You don't think it may not look good. We got to be smart. You got to use more common sense. I don't think he did. But here's the thing, too, is first of all, Max Scherzer, we've seen him before. We saw him with the, the Joe Girardi fiasco where he almost took off his pants in, in, at the stadium because he got called out for being extra sweaty and stuff like that, and they were they were going above and beyond. It, it, it is funny and interesting to me, though. The rosin bag is sitting out there. They don't put the rosin on when they go out there. They they put it out before. They're at the bench, stuff like that. They're, they have to, I don't want to say relegate, but almost like, divvy out you have x amount of rosin you can use if they're going to check them before they go out to the inning for their fingers for for their hands for sticky stuff then they have to say you can't put the rosin on until you get to the field until you get to the mound that's it that's got to be done that's going to be cut off and then that should be for everybody you would think there's logical ways to try to keep this thing even but obviously that was not the case with him 